Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday. You know what that means? It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio, and we're in the midst of the 10 days of awe. But I like to call it the 10 days of stupidity and insanity if you're listening and knowing what's going on in this world. My name is Steve Miller, everybody, and I'm finally back with my co-host, my handsome co-host from the Holy Land, Mr. Matt Zucker. Yeah, thank you very much, Stephen. How are you? It has been a couple of weeks. Oh, Baruch Hashem. We were off last week for Rosh Hashanah. How was your Rosh Hashanah? Uh, you know, I have to tell you, it was one of the best ever. Um you know, both of my kids live here now, so my family was all together for Rosh Hashanah for the first time in a number of years. We don't really have a synagogue. We're kind of past, like, uh, COVID cured us of the need for synagogue Judaism, but we had an awesome couple of days. Did you hear the shofar blown? Yeah. You sit Ba-ba! out when you're mere outside, you hear it all around. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah, good. Man. Yeah, I'm glad. A, I gotta tell you, there's a you know, there's actually a very famous Israeli um, pop star, I guess, who lives a few blocks from me and is the cantor at a local synagogue. Have you you heard of uh, Hanan Ben Ari? No. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, though. Okay, he's coming to America on a tour. You should go see him. Ah, coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Someone asked him in an interview how he was going to deal with BDS because the guy has really like no idea. He's a really nice guy, religious guy. A lot of his music is, you know, religious uh, themed. And they asked him how he was going to deal with BDS. And he goes, oh, listen, I'll just invite them and they'll come and they'll have fun and they'll see and it'll be great. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, brother, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that it was a very good. And now tomorrow's Erev, tomorrow's Erev Yom Kippur, everybody. Correct. That's a big one. It's a big one, Barb. It is the big one. <laughs> no eating, no eating. We fast, and I'll be in uh, shul all day. I had, um, I had Rosh Hashanah dinner. My, my Rosh Hashanah was amazing. Thanks for asking, Matt. Excuse me. Do you not even care about your co-host? You didn't even ask me. You didn't let me. Because you didn't ask. I was giving you the intro. See, after I ask you, then you say, yeah, mine was great. How was yours, Steve? <laughs> How was yours, Steve? <laughs> uh, well, now it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was great. It was great. It was very meaningful. Like when your wife says, when your wife says, um, how does this look? Oh, it looks good. It doesn't count now. It's <laughs> unsolicited. I get it. Well, you and I are like a married couple. So that's exactly right. Um, listen. So my yes. Rosh Hashanah was very good. was very meaningful. I actually spent had both uh, here in the, the Galut. We celebrated for two days. And uh, I, had, I spent Rosh Hashanah dinner uh, at my rabbi's house with his family. And it was awesome. Uh, lots of food. We gave Devar Torahs. I gave a Devar yeah. Torah. You know, what's, you know what I find? Uh, if I Subject, can get ser- please. Subject, if, please. If I can get serious for a moment before we get into the hilarity. Um, so I find that this year was the most meaningful for me because I actually spent time the last couple of weeks learning, <clears throat> excuse me, learning in the Talmud. There's, in the Talmud, 
there's a, a tractate called Rosh Hashanah. So I've been learning about it. And um, when you learn about the holiday and the prayers and the meanings, it's like, and then when you get there to shul and you start reading what you actually learned about from uh, the Talmud, it br- brings the holiday to life. And it was just amazing. And uh, let me tell you something. It was very hard to give, you know, here we are speaking on the radio and, you know, but when when you give a Devar Torah, especially in front of your rabbi and his family, it's very nerve wracking. I was gonna <laughs> I, say that's pressure, man. That's it was. Pressure. I got very nervous. I started screw. I started mixing wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, he's a Chabad like, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know, it's all good. It doesn't matter. I know, but you know, it's still, it's like you know, these guys know their stuff, and here I am. I'm just like, um, um, and then, um, so really, what that means, and um, um, and I was just so nervous. And I was like mixing up uh, sages, mixing up commentaries, mixing up insights. It was it was hysterical, but they got the point. Was it over <laughs> when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes. And then on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. <laughs> oh, funny. Well, listen. Speaking real quickly, so. You're going to love this. So a girlfriend of mine, um, she went to her uh, – she's divorced, but she's good friends with her uh, ex-husband. It's really weird that you say this girlfriend of mine because it sounds like you have a girlfriend. Well, I do. She, all right. It's a girlfriend. She's a friend that's a girl. I grew up with her. I, okay. I know. I know. But it's just like okay. when you say I got this girlfriend, I, 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 I go, oh. <laughs> well, you're going to love this. So right before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, she she went to her uh, mother-in-law's house, ex-mother-in-law's house. They're still friends uh, for Rosh Hashanah. So her mother-in-law texts her this, and she sent me the text. And this is the insanity, the fear that is still going on in this. You're going to love this. this is, so she asks her mother-in-law, what can I bring for Rosh Hashanah for dinner? So this, this is what she gets back from her mother-in-law. Oh, she goes, thank you. As of now, we'll have no, and this is in quotes, we'll have no, heavy food because of covid <laughs> we're we're keeping things simple cheese and crackers apples and honey finger food and david's chopped liver so <laughs> so no need to bring anything honestly i mean are you kidding me this woman thinks that covid is in the brisket and chicken this is what she's giving out for rush on a dinner like cheese. And by the and- way, by the way, you're it, finger food. So what are you going to keep putting food in your mouth and back to the little buffet of stuff? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I am sorry, but if I showed up for a Rosh Hashanah dinner and they had crackers and cheese, and she's like, no heavy food, uh, heavy uh, chicken and brisket brings COVID. I and mean, what is wrong with these people? And check this out. She wanted initially everyone to who was that she invited. You had to show up with a negative COVID test. <laughs> Still, well, I think her son put his foot down and said, "Mom, if you're gonna do that, we're not coming." And that she gave in on that. But but no chicken and brisket, just cheese and crackers and chopped liver. <laughs> Finger foods for Rosh Hashanah because of COVID. Three years and people are still. Ugh, isn't that hilarious? I said this is going on the show. <laughs> um, Matt. Wow. Matt, real quickly, because we skipped over this part. Uh, let's say hello to our lovely listeners. I hope they all had a good yeah. Rosh Hashanah. Oh, someone, in, someone in Israel's listening. 
<laughs> right. So, of course, let's take a listen. Uh, let's say hello to our lovely fans. Uh, of course, the United States of China. Korea's listening. The Philippines. Oh, Matt. And this country's in the news. Italy. Italy's listening. Israel, the Netherlands, United Kingdom, and our favorite country, Other. <laughs> Other is back. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, to our listener from Italy, Mazal Tov on electing your new female prime minister. That's right. I saw a video of her speech. Wow. She is a fireplug, baby. And she's good looking, I was too. Saying, she's not bad to look at. This is true. Doesn't hurt. She's you know, like, hey, so, hey. so so I don't know anything about her. I mean, like, I just try to keep up with Israeli politics. But I, I know that uh, uh, when the entire world is calling someone a fascist, that they're probably a good person. <laughs> Exactly. Of course, they they compare Trump to Hitler, and of course, this right. woman they compare to Mussolini. <laughs> it's and so what, funny. Know, but, but but what is it? Because they always say, you know, she's a, a right wing fascist. I'm like, oh, but wait a minute. But fascists are left wing, right? Because weren't, weren't the Nazis the National Socialist? Yeah. Party. So basically, fascists are left wing too, but the communists won the Second World War. So they got to keep the title of, like, you know, they made the fascists the bad guys, but they're really like the same. Yeah. You know well, I, did you see the video of her speech that was going around? It made viral. And she's like, I'm a mother. I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I believe in male and female genders. And this makes no, her Mussolini. I did, I did not see it. I did not oh, see that. It was I an saw unbelievable. Her, I saw some video reply she. She gave to um, uh, Macron in, in France, which I thought was awesome. Well, she's a real uh, f she's a real fire plug, man. And uh, she was just like, I'm, an, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a this. I'm a dad. And I believe in the male and the female. And I know I'm sick of the, the globalists. I'm tired of the globalists. Let's go to Olive Garden and celebrate my win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what it means, but, you know, it was interesting to see. Nice distraction. Well, we got a lot of – so it's the 10 days of tshuva, the 10 days of awe between oh, Rosh Hashanah. It always makes me think of – I kid you not, and it's not good. Have you ever seen History of the World Part 1, the Mel Brooks movie? Yes, of course. The greatest course. movie in the world in the very beginning when they're talking about in the caveman scene. Okay. When yeah. they uh, buried their friend. With reverence and awe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of I'm good sorry. stuff. A lot of good crazy stuff this week. Of course, we got Joe Biden. He's always in the news. I got a great Arnold he had, Schwarzenegger. He had a Russia Shunna party, man. <laughs> oh, you'll have to tell us about that. Uh -huh. um, we've got, of course, we got, I'm going to bring back, we've got another famous quote from Kamala, everybody. When we come back, I'm going to give you our famous vice president gave another brilliant quote. Uh, we got some uh, news from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And and you're going to love this. Did you ever watch the show Barney? No. Remember Barney when you were a kid, the purple dinosaur? Oh, my God. That Barney. I can't stand Barney. I had to watch him when my kids were young. Well, apparently, you're not the only one who can't say There's a great documentary coming out on Netflix about the show. And, oh, boy, there's a big controversy, babe. <laughs> I can tell you a funny story. When I used to work in commercial radio, I actually fired Barney once. <laughs> and, of, and, of course, we're going to end the show later on with some great Florida man stories because he's back, baby.
the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs> Welcome back to Lighten Up, everybody, right here on Israel News Talk Radio. Stephen Miller on the other side of the screen. How you doing, Stephen? Baruch Hashem. Shalom, shalom, everybody. And I'm the other half, Matt Zucker here from the Holy Land. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Anyway, don't be Stephen, don't be so excited, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, this is this is this is it, man. I'm firing on all cylinders right now. <laughs> wow, this is you being excited. Oh my God! Did you, did you take quaaludes or anything before every show? Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> so like that Robin Williams bit, right? For those of you on quaaludes, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you. You're like on quaaludes. Come on, really? Okay. Get excited. Okay. The prime yeah, minister of is listening. If I do that for five minutes, I'll need a nap. That's the problem. <laughs> the, pri- the prime minister of Italy is listening. Come on. Ooh. We got we to gotta impress now, her. I, now we're talking. So listen, so uh, I just want to finish up on Russia Shana. You're going to love it. Yes, this. go ahead. Go ahead. Biden to host first ever White House Russia Shana party. Mazal Tov. He did? Yeah. 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 Of course, he did it like on, on Friday afternoon. But but whatevs. Wait, wasn't Rosh Hashanah on uh, Monday and Tuesday? Well, yeah, but, you know, he's you know, not going to have it actually on the holiday. Hey, I'll have Rosh Hashanah on Shabbat. <laughs> and then where is it? Biden says to Jewish leaders, I probably went to synagogue more than you, many of you. He starts, you know how he like lies about everything? He starts telling them when he was growing <laughs> up in Delaware how he would go to synagogue on Saturdays and church on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> I never. I didn't see that. When did? Oh. Uh, I got it in uh, Arud Sheva in Israel. It's great. Oh. It, listen, U.S. President Joe Biden held an official White House reception for Jewish leaders on Friday to celebrate the high holidays. He caused <laughs> a lot of laughter in the audience when he joked with the leaders and said, "I had probably went to synagogue more than many of you." <laughs> Hi, oh. Biden told how he used to go to synagogue at the uh, Beit Shalom congregation in Wilmington, Delaware, where he grew up. Quote, I received my education in the synagogue as well. <laughs> oh, my Catholic. But I would go to the synagogue on Saturdays and to church on Sunday, he added. And despite <laughs> despite the laughter in the audience, it was clear this time he was serious. <laughs> Hey, I want to cover all my bases. I'm going to shul on Saturday and church on Sunday. I go to shul more than the Jews. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. I, you know, I'm so embarrassed about living in this insane country that this moron is in charge. Well, well, here you think that's good here. Here's since we're on the uh, Biden so uh, this past week, there was a, um, a conference for hunger and nutrition and health conference, okay? Meanwhile— I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again? I said in the White House, they, there was a hunger, nutrition, and health conference. Oh, okay. Okay? But they're not even calling that. It's, they called it um, a, a food insecurity conference. <laughs> Food insecurity is now the way to talk about hunger. So on Yom Kippur, I can't say I'm hungry. I have to say I have food insecurity. Okay, so listen, man. So <laughs> wait, listen, wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. 
I, I, I got to come back to the. You got to remind me to come back to the insecurity bit, man. You're gonna, I will. Gonna, I will. But you're gonna. So it says here. So Biden, of course, is the uh, is 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 up there on the podium, and he's thanking all the press and the Congress people who are showing up. It's a bipartisan event. So, <laughs> Joe Biden. He asks if Congress uh, – he asked uh, at the White House, uh, apparently a congresswoman died in August. Her name was uh, ja- Representative Representative Jackie Walorski. She was a co-sponsor of this conference. Uh, you know, this was like one of her platforms, Hunger and stuff like that. So he's at the, he's at the conference and he's like, I, I want to thank all of you who uh, for including bipartisan elected officials that are here today, like Jim McGovern, Mike Braun, Cory Booker. And and hey, where's Jackie? Jackie, you here? Where's Jackie? Uh, excuse me, Mr. President. Um, she's dead. Oh, she passed away in a car accident in August. So I guess she's not here. <laughs> this moron. Really? Yes, he he started calling on a dead congresswoman. He had no idea that she passed away in a car accident this past summer, and he's sitting there thanking her for showing up. <laughs> you know, that was like I forget what I think it was like during the campaign or whichever campaign he's been in office forever, where he uh, asked some crippled guy in a wheelchair to stand up. <laughs> And so at the press conference, oh my God! Wait, he's, they, he's, they, they, he's the they, leader of the free world. Oh my I God! Know. So oh my then God. they try to backtrack this. Listen. So then the the the, the who, who's the woman who the press secretary Jean Pierre? Jean Pierre, the black lesbian. Black anyway, lesbian. Right, right, right. the black lesbian press secretary was trying to cover his tracks. So one of the reporters asks, you know, she kept saying, well. You know, it, he it, she was part of this event. She 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 fought for this cause, and she was you know this was part of her platform. This was hers. So it, he she was on his mind, and that's why he mentioned her. She just kept saying she was on his mind. She was on his mind. And then one of the reporters goes, "Well, you know, um, I'm a big fan of uh, John Lennon. He's always on my mind, but I don't ask if he's around." <laughs> Did he really? Yes, <laughs> I I heard it on audio. So, so Jean Pierre, the black lesbian, uh, she goes. Uh, well, when John Lennon starts running for Congress, then we'll deal with that. <laughs> that was their oh answer. My God. <laughs> this is the United States of China, everybody. This was this is this is the morons who are running the country that I happen to be living in. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You wanted me to remind you something about food insecurities. <laughs> oh, right, right. So, so. We, I don't know, we're gonna, I think it might have been last spring. I have no perception of time anymore. Uh, attended a friend's um, kid's uh, bar mitzvah in the States on Zoom. You know, reform shul. And the theme of his uh, mitzvah project. Uh, and to our listeners around the world, uh, in America, I don't know whether it's like in Israel or other countries, but you know how in America for your bar mitzvah, they go, oh, you have to find a cause and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yes. do a mitzvah project. Uh, his was about clothing insecurity. I don't have anything good to wear. I don't know what it means. What is it means? I don't. I don't speak their language anymore, man. I feel like. <laughs> oh, God help us, Hashem. You know what? Uh, Just take me now, Hashem. Oh, yeah, here's a good one for you. Oh my God. Um, this just came across my wire. Uh, <laughs> what did Barbara hand it to you? 
Yeah. Jewish, you know, no, no, no. Jewish. I saw something Avi Abelo posted. It was like crazy. Jewish young adults participate uh, in an alternative Yom Kippur event. Uh, and they're doing it again this year. They have a, a Yom Kippur luncheon. <laughs> Stop it. I am not kidding you. Ah. On Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur. You know, I always used to say as a joke when I on Yom Kippur, I'm like, listen, after shoot, you want to go get a sandwich? <laughs> These people are okay, unbelievable. There's not, okay, there's not, like an official, there's not an official thing, you know? A lot of Jews don't fast. Hey, what? Even, you don't even have to. If you're yes, not you well, do. No, if you're not well or you're a pregnant or well, breastfeeding. That, okay, fine. You I are can't, correct. I can't. You are correct there, but please. Give, a, a, a Yom Kippur luncheon. I mean – I'm not afflicting uh, the day of affliction. Now it's the day of food insecurity. <laughs> I just love food insecurity. They just eat light stuff like cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Matt does a callback to Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> oh, this is what's going on, people. We took off one week. And this is all the insanity that's going on in this world. Well, wait, here. I'm going to bring something back, folks. I did this, Matt. While you were in uh, in distress in Israel, when I had uh, when when you weren't able to come on the show, um, I did some quotes from Kamala, and of course, during the ten days of awe, ladies and gentlemen of the world, let's have another installment of quotes from Kamala. I'm your Vice President Kamala. Would you like to hear what she said this week? Would love to. Oh, you're gonna love this. Here we go. <laughs> we invested we invested an additional 12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. Kamala Harris everybody. Yeah, that's my quote. I said you know, that. You know, I saw something I saw something apparently she got sent to South Korea. And she was giving some speech, a couple of, you know, Blackhawks behind her, you know, all the, you know, military uniforms. And she starts with one of her, like, third grade explanations of this uh, um, alliance that we have, which is a relationship with another country. You know, start talking to people like they're three-year-olds. And then she talks, then she proceeds to talk about how close the relationship uh, is with the United States and uh, the Republic of North Korea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we, we love each other, United so, States. So and what do you do? What do you do? Joe Biden is um, like like applesauce, man. He's like a, he's a demented mess, but he's uh, got to be better than President Harris and Vice President Pelosi. Lord, help us. <laughs> okay, this is going someplace dark. We need to lighten up. <laughs> Hi, oh, we need to lighten up. Oh my God! Anyway, hi, Matt. <laughs> um, how much? Oh, we only got thirty seconds left. Okay, listen. Thank God. Listen, when when we come back, everybody, stick around because when we come back, I've got a great Arnold Schwarzenegger story. You guys are gonna love this. We love Arnold here on Lighten Up. He is the funny little Nazi. <laughs> so, so of course now when you when you exit out, you you'll say you'll be back. Yes, we'll be back.
the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. It's Monday. We made the producer laugh. Oh, my God. Welcome back to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Matt, we have a new listener. It just came across the wire. Our producer told me. Guess who's listening? I know. So I don't want to. Oh, I who's know. listening? Play along, dude. Seriously, I just you did. <laughs> Russia. Russia <laughs> is listening. Putin. Putin. I want to say something to Putin. Putin. I want to apologize for Joe Biden in the United States of blowing up Nord Stream <laughs> pipeline. I'm sorry. Please don't nuke us. Please, please. I have to go to Israel in a couple weeks. Please it don't is, uh, nuke us. Didn't someone like Karine Jean Pierre or someone say like talk about the Nordstrom's pipeline? <laughs> Nordstrom's. Uh, <laughs> Nordstrom's people aren't gonna. Nordstrom's is a very upscale department Clothia. store. Clothia, Clothia, clothing yeah. store, and uh, here in America. And uh, yeah, Joe Biden, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy Nordstrom's oil pipeline. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Uh, so I apologize, Russia. Please do not nuke us. Putin, I'm all about Team Putin. All right. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Hello, Russia. <laughs> anyway, um, Matt, now I know. Do you want to start off or do you want me right, to start listen, off? Listen. Go ahead. You start. Because you were, I, I asked you during the break if you've ever heard of Beyond Meat. And you said, sure. You've yeah. eaten it. Yes. Yes, I do. Which actually that surprises me because, you know, I think that's all part of that whole, you know, Great reset, try to get people to eat things that aren't like real animals. It's all made in the lab so they can control you even more. It's like Soylent Green, man. Did you ever see Soylent Green? No. Okay. They control me. Beyond Meat executive charged with biting a man's nose in the fight. In a fight. <laughs> was the executive, uh, um, the executive uh, Mike Tyson? The guy biting the nose. No, no. If you look at his face. He definitely looks like a weirdo, man. But <laughs> he, why, how, why so funny. he's he's an executive <laughs> in a fake meat company and he's biting some dude's nose in a fight. Why did he get into a fight? Was it was I have he no idea. was he at a bar? <laughs> um, it was like a traffic fight. Oh, he got uh, road rage. It was a road rage thing. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm the CEO of Beyond Meat. <laughs> how dare you cut me off? <laughs> I'm gonna bite your nose off because I haven't had meat in 20 years. <laughs> exactly, but you would think like I don't know. Oh, a fake meat guy. I'd picture some type of like skinny, yeah, you know, like non-violent type of right. Like, oh, you know, like meat is murder type of weirdo. Yeah, like he'll like, hey man, you wanna you wanna go ahead and merge? Go ahead, bro. I'm just like a skinny hippie dude. I love right, I love to right. eat I love to eat plants, man. He gets out and munches the dude's nose. <laughs> And then now he's he's like Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. I wonder what they put into the Beyond Meat. Don't even, don't even. I eat it because <laughs> I if I don't have kosher meat, then I I eat uh, that. So it makes me think. But great, you know what? You know it's interesting. Now maybe next, if I get into a fight, if I start to bite off body parts, I'll know it's because of Beyond Meat. <laughs> anyway, if my, if my wife is listening right now, she'd be like, "Why didn't you tell him the story about 
the it wasn't a fight. I got got into a tussle with a friend of mine at a wedding. I mean, like decades ago. A tussle? Yeah, everyone was drinking, and he bit my nose, and he wouldn't let go. I had a purple nose. Three days. <laughs> Matt, you getting into a fight at a wedding? No, it wasn't a fight. It was me and my friend. It was like you know, a couple of drunk high school buddies. Oh, um, oh, I see. Who, like one thing led to another, and you know, and you know, young guys are stupid. Put alcohol in it, and you're even more stupid. <laughs> well, I tell you what's most Barb disturbing. Didn't talk to me for like three days. <laughs> you know what's most disturbing about that story? What? That you called it a tussle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't like it, whatever. Do you know how I know you're gay? Like, do you know how I, I? You know how I know you're gay? Because you called a fight a tussle. It wasn't a fight, man. Guys, we got into a tussle at, at the at the Goldstein wedding. Barbara didn't talk to me for a week. <laughs> anyway, listen. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you a big fan? Uh, at times, I was. I, I was. You know what? I love a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. He lost me. Wait, wait, wait. He lost, no. me. he lost me during that whole COVID stuff where he was sitting in his hot tub at his mansion smoking a stogie, telling everybody that we're all in this together and we need to isolate at home. And Listen. at that point, I wanted to put the cigar out in his eye and never see another Schwarzenegger movie. But other than that, yeah, I thought he was awesome. Okay. Before I continue with the story, I've gotten a note from our producer. I have to make an announcement, everybody. Here's this comes from my producer. She says, make sure they know that Matt is not gay. So make sure I'm, I I just got in trouble because uh, she <laughs> that our global audience really think that he's gay. The question is, am I sure? <laughs> everybody, yes, I'm, I'm quite sure I'm not gay. I would like to say to the countries of uh, uh, Britain, Korea, Philippines, Italy, and Israel, and other, Matt is not gay. I was, it was a joke, people. Okay, can we move on now? Can I get on to my Arnold Schwarzenegger story? Oh, please. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. I'm saving this clip. <laughs> okay, so anyway, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger got in trouble. First of all, there's a lot of things I have with this story. It says, I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger signs the Auschwitz guest book with Terminator catchphrase. Did you hear about that? No. So he visits uh, Poland this past week. And uh, uh, first of all, the fact that Auschwitz has a guest book, that just deeply disturbs me. What are we, going to a bar mitzvah here? You got to sign the Auschwitz guest book? Weren't there enough people that signed into that camp 70 years ago? Anyway, so apparently he My signed. My deepest sympathies. Love Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> no, he signed. All he signed the book was "I'll be back." <laughs> so apparently, this got people very upset because they thought it was like you know they knew he meant well, but so it says here, um, the Austrian actor went to went to the camp with the Auschwitz Jewish Center Foundation, who recently awarded him with the inaugural award for fighting hatred. Schwarzenegger organized the group Terminate Hate. <laughs> I love Saying, it. I this love is what, it. yeah, this is what he says. I am a witness to the ruins of the country broken by the Nazis. I saw firsthand how this hatred spun out of control. Ah, get to the chopper if you want to escape. Come with me if you want to live. Get to the chopper, Jews. Get out of Auschwitz, Jews. Because my father used to work at Auschwitz. <laughs> 
So anyway, he signs the book, I'll be back, and all these people. And meanwhile, did you know Auschwitz also apparently has a Twitter page? This is also very disturbing. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't think concentration camps uh, should have Twitter page and Twitter followers. Hi, I'm a follower of Auschwitz. (laughs) I mean, this is the, the insanity of the world. So people were a little upset that he wrote, I'll be back. Uh, they just thought it was a little insensitive. Uh, I don't really Maybe know. Maybe he really will be. <laughs> um, some people say, not sure the tone of that was entirely suitable. Another Twitter wrote with additional Twitter users calling it tacky and flippant. <laughs> the Auschwitz Museum's official Twitter page stepped in to defend Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, my he, God. He made a big enough donation. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, the fact that they have a guest book, that bothers me. And the fact that Auschwitz has a Twitter page, that bothers me. But I just love how, you know, I don't really find offense. You know, he's a big movie star. Of course, that's his catchphrase. Whatever. But it's just funny. You know what, Stephen, may I just say that some people should lighten up? <laughs> they need to lighten up. Come on. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Look what, our, look what our producer just said. They also have a gift shop that sells perfume. I wonder if they sell soap. <laughs> uh, that was a tasteless Holocaust joke. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I was going to go da- lower than that. I was going to say, I wonder if they sell lampshades. <laughs> it's like, listen, listen, I got to tell you, you know, they have a, they, at, at Yad Vashem, the museum for Holocaust in, in Jerusalem, you know, like every museum, it ends in a gift shop, and I get you, it. And I don't like, you know. No, first of all, certainly. I think we talked about this. You did. I, I freaked out. I did not that. see it. I did not see it when okay. I was there. I'm. I'll I'm be going back to Yad Vashem in a couple weeks. I will check it out. And if and if and if Go there is, say, excuse me, do you have a Hard Rock shirt? <laughs> <laughs> if, if there is a gift shop, if there's a gift shop in Yad Vashem, I'm I'm going to flip out and believe. I'll get it on camera. I'll get it for the show. I will start yelling and screaming. But yeah, so apparently, you know, Arnold, come on, come on! If you want to live, get out of Auschwitz, get to the chopper. <laughs> I'll be back. Ugh. Anyway, so that's that's Arnold causing quite a stir in Auschwitz. <laughs> hey, did you hear the? There's uh, in Israel an archaeological dig where they found in early Canaanite graves they were going through artifacts. From, like, the 14th century BCE. I mean, what, uh, kind of like a, a thousand years, I don't know, or a couple of thousand years before Abraham? Crazy. Anyway, uh, the first known use of opium. What? Yeah, man. They, went, they uh, found these drugs, and they sampled uh, the tar that was inside. And found opium. So the Canaanites were potheads? Opium. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, what anyway, does that so mean? Yeah, so they tested it, and they said it was pretty good stuff. <laughs> That's why they got thrown out of uh, Canaan, because they were a bunch of drug addicts. <laughs> I thought, wow, man. They're like, hey, man, don't let those Jews get us. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> I heard something about a mountain, and they got some Torah, man. Oh, man, they're coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> Middle East and Cheech and Chong. Yeah, it's a very interesting <laughs> article in uh, in the Israel National News. Of course, they keep talking. Of course, they keep mentioning that um, opium is hallucinogenic. But other than that, Hi. anyway, I thought that was really interesting. They yeah. were using opium 
1400 uh no not what the Canaanite graves that they're excavating go between the 13th century and the 18th century BCE. I don't even know how long ago that is. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> and, it's, and it's counting backwards. <laughs> I know that's even you know, worse. It gets even worse, man. I got to take off my shoes to count to 20. <laughs> uh, I don't you know. The whole counting backwards thing to the year zero and then it goes up again. It's so confusing to me. <laughs> Anyway, I know. anyway uh, what else you got? Well, actually, so big news here in America. We had Hurricane Ian. Arr! Meanwhile, Jeez. we've got the remnants of Ian here. We're in Philadelphia. It's been raining for three days straight. Um, it's miserable outside. But um, apparently uh, our vice president uh, accuses uh, Ian of being racist. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, yeah. So she gave a uh, apparently they're going to she mentioned she goes in her latest gaffe. Vice President Kamala Harris said Friday that communities of color would be the focus of federal hurricane relief. So she, she, everyone in Florida went into a panic because they thought they weren't going to get money because she said, we're going to give money to the people of color. Her comments came as Florida, Florida, Floridians <laughs> begin to count the cost of the devastating effects of Hurricane Ian. Uh, so she said that uh, Hurricane Ian, as, as we all know, Matt, as the world knows, natural disaster hurricanes affect people of color more than white people. <laughs> so Hurricane Ian was a racist. <laughs> so she made everyone think that uh, she she made it believe that uh, the federal government is going to give people of color money first. Oh, look, we have the sad emojis coming up. Well, yes, it's an very election sad. Year. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so she basically, uh, you How know, does Florida she... man feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to him in a minute because he was uh, we'll get to him we'll close out the show. But it says here, speaking at the national uh, at the Democratic National Committee's Women's Leadership Forum on Friday, Harris said that it was people of color and lower income communities who are most impacted by these extreme weather conditions. Ian's a racist man. Hey, did you see the Babylon Bee? They the Babylon oh. Bee. The, the, it's a people who don't know what the Babylon Bee is. It's a uh, what is it, like a spoof satire. paper. Yeah, it's, it's, a, satire. it's satire. So so they had a big headline during uh, Ian saying that uh, President Joe Biden promises to name the next hurricane after a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one's going to be uh, Hurricane Tyrell. Yeah, Hurricane Jerome, I'm coming in to Florida, man, and I'm only going to destroy white people's homes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, anyway. that was one heck of a story, man. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I, uh, can't wait to, I can't wait to be in the rain. Man. Well, anyway, so <laughs> I just want to – another – sorry to go back towards uh, – Kamala Harris. Oh, hey, wait. Do you have anything, Matt? I do want to bring up something. Uh, do you... no, I'm, no, I'm good. You're all out of material? <laughs> no, I have some stuff, but it's kind of throwaway. It's nothing, nothing, you know. Okay. Doing an extra half hour on. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, this is. Hey, did you hear about this Iranian woman in Iran? She got arrested for eat, uh, eating breakfast without a headscarf. <laughs> did you hear about this? Yes. Yeah. This is incredible. Is Iran? Sometimes we get Iran listening. Is Iran listening? 
I don't know. Maybe did the, did the government turn the Internet off there? Who knows? It says an Iranian woman was arrested for eating breakfast at a restaurant without a headscarf amid ongoing protests for women's rights in Iran. Apparently, well, do you it know came... what's going on there? Yeah, I do know what's going on there. The morality police came in and uh, arrested her before she could finish her omelet. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm not done my omelet yet. <laughs> I just think it's uh, it's just so sad what's going on there. But oh, yeah, so so now going on right there. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like struggling to laugh at the lady getting arrested eating the omelet. But you know, there's okay. a picture of her and her friend. They're eating at this diner. Look at that. You see that? Yeah. It, it's like it's like it looks like an American diner. Both two ladies aren't wearing headscarves, and the Iranian police come in as they're uh, taking the last bite of their uh, uh, Denver omelet, <laughs> and they threw them off to jail. Right. Terrible. And you know what? Right. And 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 women in in America men. You know how many women in America? Not women. How many women in America think that they're brave because they wore a pink hat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are these ladies, God, man, these ladies, unbelievable. Well, oh, hope it works out. I hope it works out for them. Matt, uh, we have some more information coming from our producer. I, I'm supposed to tell everyone that they are naming the next hurricane after a woman of color is a joke. <laughs> You know, our producer, she put, she, put, she, put, she, no, she put that up before you said the joke. What what, what the B article? I don't know. I just saw it. So I thought I maybe she just saw it. But she put that up just before you gave the B stories. All right. Well, if she. OK, well. Oh, correct. Thanks, Matt. You don't stop talking about me, Stephen. Hey, listen, guess who joined us, Matt? Who? Turkey. Who joined us, Stephen. Turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> And Australia. Hello, Turkey and Australia. Oh, Turkey and Australia. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, all right. So, how much time we have? Should we uh, should we finish up the show? You know, I don't know. I have two Florida man stories. So, would you like to end on two Florida man stories? I love Florida man. I also okay. Anytime you like. Um, okay, we're going to do two Florida Man stories because they're great. I wanted to find what Florida Man did on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> uh-huh. So apparently, Florida Man stole a truck, attempted to break into a military base to warn of a fight between aliens and dragons. <laughs> it says here, 29-year-old Corey Johnson was arrested after attempting to break into Patrick Space Force Camp. <laughs> Space Force Camp. <laughs> yeah, this is a Patrick. I still can't believe there's something called Space Force. All right. Well, like now they got a, they got a base after it. So anyway, uh, it says here uh, Johnson was driving an F-150 that was stolen. So he stole a truck days before the failed break-in. Police say that he shared that. Oh, the president of the United States told him in his head that he needed to take an Ford F-150. <laughs> Joe Biden is now is now is telling. Like, is, there, is there something in the water there? I don't know, but apparently Joe Biden told Corey, "Hey, this is what I need you to do: steal a Ford F-150, break into Space Force camp, and tell him you need weapons to fight the aliens and dragons." Ah, happy Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> like, what kind of weapons? I don't know. Who do they have? It doesn't matter. The guy's obviously poor Florida man. Isn't that uh, uh, 
that guy, yeah, you think, oh my God, I don't know how how high was he? But no, that guy's mentally ill. That's sad. Well, but okay, you know, funny in the context of Florida man, because well, that you know, that's true. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, maybe like there's no iodine in the water down there, and it all kind of makes them you know, weird. I, it's really unbelievable to me why there's so many insane people in Florida. <laughs> and I, it's like. I, I mean, I love Florida. I mean, I love DeSantis and everyone's moving down there to get away from Joe. But yet there's so many lunatics down there. Well, here's something you're going to really like. And this is perfect for Israel News Talk Radio, because, you uh -huh. know, the last couple months or whatever, the last month, whatever it is, we've been doing Florida, man. Well, guess what? Now what I have? What? I have drum roll, please. This happened this weekend during the hurricane. Not Florida man, but I have a Florida rabbi. <laughs> what? Yeah. Florida rabbi and son rescue an Orlando family by boat during Baruch the hurricane. Isn't that nice? Finally. <laughs> and there's a picture here of a Florida rabbi. I love it. It says a Florida rabbi. I was just like, I have to read this story. So apparently, I mean, Orlando, the storm actually was supposed to hit like Tampa, uh, Clearwater, and it made like a right hand turn. And, 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 and Tampa actually did not get slammed like it was supposed to. But Orlando did. It went like in this across the state or whatever. I don't know. But there's a picture of a Florida rabbi. And of course, he's Chabad, babe. <laughs> it says uh, it a says rabbi. rabbi has a boat. Yeah, I don't know. It says when Rabbi <laughs> okay. It says Rabbi Yosef Konikov of Chabad Lubavitch of South Orlando learned that a family of four was trapped in a second floor of their home in Kissimmee, just south of Orlando, and calls to 911 were not being responded to due to the most urgent and immediate threats to life. So the rabbi and his son Levi, a certified lifeguard, commissioned a boat and set uh, okay. out along how do you find a boat? It's the middle of a hurricane. The rabbi's like, they're floating by, man. You just get one. <laughs> and the yeah. rabbi's like, excuse me. I've got to commission this boat. There's a family of four in kissing me. I must save. Anyway, he gets the family on the boat. And the first thing he does is, did you put on tefillin today? <laughs> in the middle of a hurricane, he's putting on tefillin. And then he found out they weren't Jewish. Stop. So you're making this no, up No, he found out they weren't Jewish and he kicked them out of the boat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. But yeah, I love it. A Florida rabbi saves a family of four. Beautiful. Baruch Hashem. Isn't that great? Baruch Hashem. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Right? That's the greatest thing you can do is save another's life. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> All right. Here's a good story to end on. We're going to end on this, okay? All right. I'm ready, man. All right, this is also Florida man. You're going to love this. This happened over the hurricane, or maybe it was like a day or two before the hurricane. Ready? <laughs> Excuse me. Florida man missing after trying to jet ski to the Bahamas. <laughs> this is the true story. This just happened. A Florida man has been declared missing after allegedly attempting to jet ski from South Florida to the Bahamas. Chris or Charles Walker, 52, was last seen on Pompano Beach around 5 p.m. Uh, September 23rd. Um, Walker's family said he was planning to jet ski from the beach 
to Bimini in the Bahamas. A distance, whatever. <laughs> 115 miles. Who jet skis to the Bahamas? Are you Florida insane? man. <laughs> Come on. He needed that Florida rabbi to save him. Well, anyway, he's missing, dude. No doubt. That is a Darwin Award winner right there, brother. Wow, Just, look at that. Look at that. The time has come already, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much, everybody. I hope you hey, enjoyed the show. Are we going to be on next week? I don't think so. It's Sukkot next Monday. It's Sukkot next week. So I to no all idea. those who celebrate, oh. easy fast. <laughs> Have an easy fast. May you all be inscribed in the Book of Life. I love you, everybody. Baruch Hashem. Thanks for listening. Thank you. get the inside news on Israel. At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicoleco from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.